What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Middle cop! Hey, B! Hey! Record this on a Monday morning. Feeling good? Feeling good. You know, sorry to everyone. Middle cop threw off uh, your listening habits. Don't I know uh, many people tweeting at us. Thousands upon thousands of people. Don't I, you I apologize. apologize. Don't you apologize. You win together, you lose together. There's no apologies. The content is here. There's nothing to apologize. We don't apologize for victories, John. And the fact that we're here today doing a podcast is a victory. It's, just an, it's another beautiful day. That's After, right. you know, I'd say, solid Sunday. I thought it was enough. a much better Sunday than last Sunday. I, yeah, I, I'd say a really good Sunday because that Seattle, or excuse me, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game Woo! felt like someone tweeted at me, or maybe texted me. Like, this does have a little bit AFC championship. It just, felt. I, I said probably round two of the playoffs just because it'd be hard to see AFC championship with those two teams. But, I mean, shit, Tennessee was there. The violence of that game, was that not Seattle Niners, Ravens, Steelers type feel to it? To me, it's a little chilly out. I turn. It's a 10 a.m. That game belongs. First thing I turn on, I get that game. I 100% expected Ian Eagle's voice. We got it. The game looked fantastic. I felt good watching it because I said last week I thought the Steelers were better than the Titans. And right now they look like the best team in the league to me. Now, like you texted me during the game, the Titans do look fantastic. Well, if you think the Steelers are the best team in the league, then that means the Titans are really good, right? Yeah, yeah and they are. And the Steelers probably aren't. Well, we won't get into the Chiefs at this point. I just think they, they've they looked to me like the best team. Complete, yeah. whatever. But, man, the Titans look good. Yeah, it was just, that was fall NFL football was that game. And I, Derrick Henry, like, I, I'm still a guy. I'm a sucker for a good running he's back. God, he's fun a to freak watch. show. <laughs> yeah, he's good. The game, that game was, uh, I, I wouldn't say the polar opposite. Because the Niners beat the shit out of the Patriots. We'll dive into that. The night game, listen, you and I, I think, both stand in the same spot. I I'm, I lean more to a Tennessee-Pittsburgh. Like, that's the football. Mm. And you could argue that's a little higher scoring, but that's just more modern, high, you know, modern-day NFL, you know, in the high 20s. But the physicality of the game, like, I, I'm sorry. I was fascinated and fucking locked into the night game. 
but it's pretty soft. I mean, when you're when you're scoring in the mid 30s with ease and like drop touchdowns and overthrows and picks, guy, if if the two quarterbacks play well, the final score might have been 48 to 45. Like it it had a Monday night Rams Chiefs. You remember uh, two years ago, field the game that got moved from Mexico to L.A. and and the final score was like 68 to 64, and everyone's like, greatest game ever. Like, yeah, it was really entertaining, but come on, guys. That's not we, – we like a little defense. This is know? a Big 12. No, I thought that exact thing during the game. You and I have talked about this for years. There are so many great games that are in the 40s, and you go, yeah, I was entertained. How do I explain that's not exactly what I love? Titans But I like Steelers. it because I yeah, like watching I those two quarterbacks. I know. Titans Steelers to me is like that was – it's not yeah. the perfect football game, probably, but if you said, like, just pick a game that is football that you'd want to watch every week, that's that was the game. Well, because this isn't a fair statement if you say, because Titans-Steelers is what playoff football looks like. We've seen now the playoffs pretty consistently. We don't really get, the games do not look like Seattle-Arizona in the playoffs, right? They're just, the defense is a little tighter. The game plan feels a little more intense. It's harder to come by. I know the Kansas City last year rattled off like fifty straight points. Yeah, but, but both teams scoring at ease in a game where it, it just Kansas, that to me is a little atypical. No, that's more like wild card weekend sometimes. Y- exactly, especially who knows now with that extra team, right? Could get really weird. Uh, get weird. Let's get weird, John. Do you speaking of getting weird? Did you see Brett Phillips post game interview after the crazy Rays game four? He was flying around the outfield. They did an interview. His eyes are like half open. He's just like he's got this laugh where no sound comes out. He's just like, <laughs> you think he was on some ease? Uh, I tweeted promo code ham after watching the interview because man, he was flying high on natural perhaps. But I texted a uh, big leaguer and I said, is there smoking allowed? In the locker room, clubhouse? you know, you know, you know Bryce Harper. I don't. That wasn't Bryce. And the guy said there is post game. Uh, <laughs> Ease.com promo code ham. Ease.com promo code ham or returning user promo code ham ten. When uh, I might have to use some ease. Monday was a uh, game six World Series Tuesday night. They they take Monday. Are they off, skipping right? a day. Yeah, I think Again? so. They've skipped so a couple John days. John Smoltz can golf. Yeah. Did they skip last night? No, they, they played they last played night. The game five yeah. was yeah. Uh, uh, ease.com E-A-Z-E.com promo code ham first time users $20 off a purchase of $50 or more pre-rolls edibles vapes topicals you name it push the product tell your friends tell your parents tell your brothers tell everybody you know E-A-Z-E.com promo code ham for our returning users ham10 get yourself a little 10% discount and do it now it's easy 21 or over you get verified online in minutes you pick through, you find the good stuff. It's all fine. We're talking about some finely tuned, tested overall, uh, over and over again product. And uh, and then it gets delivered to you in minutes. Bam! Do Num- it. Number e- one in America. E-A-Z-E dot com. Promo code HAM and HAM10. 49ers handed Bill Belichick his worst home loss in New England uh, ever. 27 points, Middlecoff. And... Now the Niners are four and three, three and zero oh on the road. Whatever that worth to you. Got a Seattle game coming up, which we'll get to. But it feels like now they got some injuries we got to talk about too. But Jimmy looks solid, defense looks good. Kind of got their act back on track. Yeah, I mean it was a get right game against. I think it's fair to say a really shitty team. Now what good teams do against shitty teams is they destroy them. And that game was over definitely at halftime. But I'd say about 
early on in the second quarter, like, oh, this team doesn't belong on the same field. Like, it crossed my mind probably 20 minutes into the game. The only way they lose this if Jimmy starts throwing picks. And he did have a fucking horrendous pick. I mean, a horrendous little side sling to Kittle where the Patriots, I mean, they had like four defenders. Like, Kittle, it was, it was an awful decision. Kyle kind of, I wouldn't say lambasted him. You can't really tell with the mask on, right? But it looked like Kyle had to look in his eye like Jimmy. I worked extra hard this week. I'm playing the GOAT. I want to kick his ass, and you're fucking airmailing passes. When we're, we're it, wouldn't you say that first drive was like, God, the Niners kind of got their mojo back after the Rams game, and the only thing that's going to hold him back is Jimmy. But then Jimmy looks good. I'm like, oh, Jimmy's got his mojo back. Then he does that. You're like, oh, my God. But I, I texted a buddy on the Chiefs last night, and I said, you know who Kyle is? He's Andy of the runs. And I, when I say the runs, I don't mean what I had Monday morning. I, I mean what Andy does passes, right? Loves passes. And was it... Too much alcohol well, and ice cream this weekend? Yeah, uh, no, not much ice cream, but a lot of alcohol and pizza and food. That, what was the game? Was it Romo and Nance or Al Michaels? The Chiefs just fucking played on a game that every, I feel like everyone was watching. And they said... Chiefs Bills? Oh, yeah, so it was Monday night or whatever. And, oh, yeah, Romo and Nance did it on that Monday. Yeah. And and how Andy always talks about the game plan, always talks about the game plan. We, we're going to run it, we're going to run it, and then the game, he always ends up passing it. Yeah. Kyle doesn't necessarily do that. I don't, he, he, to me, he's just candid with what he does going to do and then does it or just doesn't talk much about it. But one thing is consistent. He loves the run like Andy Reid loves the pass. And, like, his offense is predicated on the run. Like, everything goes off the run. Which, I think more and more we see these young coaches, you kind of get famous now by throwing it. And really, it's been that way for a couple decades, right? Hell, it's been that way since Walsh. But it, it, his run game is remarkable. And when it's on, you bludgeon and fucking gash people. And he he destroyed Belichick. Now, in fairness, like, I don't hold that. Like, Belichick was running out guys... There's Gunner, there's Billy. You know, it's like beside Gilmore and McCordy. I, I, I haven't heard of some of these players, guy. The team's terrible, and they kick the shit out of them. For people who've been listening to the podcast for several weeks, you know we, John and I, you and I, Middlecoff, we've been watching the Patriots, and we've been saying Cam Newton is not that, he's not playing very well, and this team doesn't have any talent to help him on top of that. Now, that doesn't mean you expect that. Like, you don't, I, I didn't expect 33-6. to six. But you're right. And Romo, you could tell, was basically, as the game was wearing on, even before the score got big, you could tell he felt like the Patriots didn't have what it took. The Jimmy pick was bad, but then they hold him to a field goal, and then the next drive was like this just insane Jeff Wilson, just bam, bam, looking like Raheem Mozart drive. Yeah. Um, and then they score a touchdown, and then Fred Warner gets the pick, and then it kind of felt like, okay, this is their game. And Jimmy, I thought, even with the pick, he they did push the ball down the field a little more. This I thought he looked this was a better game for him than last week. Do you agree with that? Oh, but I mean, he was okay. at for the most part, that interception I, I didn't think he had that many bad throws in the game. No. I, I thought he was really on point. And and we always say, and I heard Aaron Rodgers say this with McAfee a couple weeks ago going into the Tampa game, he's like, the media asked this fucking question every time that you play Peyton Manning or Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. Like, what's it like playing Tom Brady? He's always like, guys, I play quarterback, he plays quarterback. We don't play each other. We're never on the field together. And he's right. It's just, it's the BP fastball for the media, even though it's a stupid question. 
But where we always talk about, you can compare. When you watch Mahomes and Josh Allen or Jimmy and Cam, you do get the ebb and flow of just seeing the two guys and like what quarterback is playing better. It just, I'm not comparing. I mean, Cam, that guy, and you have been saying this for a couple weeks. Last week, Drew Locke, who might not be good, uh, 10 of 24. What? 10 of 24. 10 of 24. And beat him. Cam, that's the worst game I've ever seen him play. Now, I haven't watched every game of his career. I mean, he was 9 of 15 for 98 yards, three picks, and just skipping ball. I mean, it just. He looked he like Garoppolo looked against the Dolphins. Worse, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he looked bad. But, he looked terrible. He looked bad. He looked bad. It was one of those Which, where you get benched and you're like, that's not even a benching. That's something. That's yeah. just a quick. We're just that's waving we're the done. white flag. This, yeah, we're If done. Belichick and Shanahan could have met at midfield at the beginning of the fourth quarter, been like running clock or just hit, hit the showers, they would have done it, right? Yeah. Like there wasn't much point, I'd say, less than halfway through the third quarter. Like what, what are we even doing? And then guys go down and it was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. But, the game was, uh, I mean, it wasn't even really competitive. But it, this is back to the Niners, where after they had lost those two games, we had said this game, listen, it's Belichick, and you never know what kind of game, cam game you get. That, to me, looked like, even as much as the Rams, the Rams game was less about even just execution, more just about desperation. You lost two games, you're playing the Rams, you lose that game. You ain't, playoffs don't, we have to go Jim Mora Sr., playoff, playoffs. And this was, okay, we've got our mojo back a little bit at 3-3. Three and three. We're just good. Let's just play well. And then you get a shitty opponent, and you destroy them. That looked like the 2019 NFC champion Niners, right? Come out, bad team, beat the shit out of them, both, pack your shit, go home. Both safeties out, right? You're down your center. You're down multiple guys on offense and defense. But you don't play like you are. You play like you're supposed to win the game. Which, again, is what we said last week. We did the YouTube video. We talked about it on the podcast. The Niners have advantage, have the advantages in this game. The other thing was, for all the issues, like this defense, the Belichick defense made Waller a non-factor, made Gusecki a non-factor, made Kelsey a non-factor. Kittle had a big impact in the game. It felt like early, right? Ayuk was fantastic. Debo was fantastic. It just felt like the Niners were able to, maybe Belichick took Kendrick Bourne away. Maybe that was the game plan, John. But it felt like the Niners were able to do what they wanted to do on offense. Again, these aren't the same pat- Patriots, but they have played good defense against some other teams this year. They held the Chiefs. Although I don't even. I probably shouldn't even count that game. That game was too weird. They've just they've made it hard on people, and they did not make it hard on the 49ers. Credit to Kyle. Credit to their. To, to me, one of the scariest moments was when Jason Verrett went down, and they yeah. early in the first half, and they had a shot of Robert Salah. And uh, you could tell, even under the mask, he was a little spooked. But oh, yeah, I was like uh, Brian Allen. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> is he God. on this trip?" <laughs> but but then it was fine, and and uh, you know, they did what they were supposed to do, beyond what they were supposed to do. Like yeah, you said, they it, looked like. And and by they, the way, you you were I think you tweeted this, and we've been talking about it. Fred Warner just looks like an absolute superstar. Yeah, I mean, is he a first-team All-Pro guy this yeah, year? Yeah, I Dickinson. Yes, is he a potential Defensive Player of the Year at some point? I mean, it feels like Aaron Donald has the market corner. Now we're recording this for Monday Night Football. I, he, to me, it, Donald has like that momentum. Like he's going to win three and four years, kind of yeah. going for him. I do think like this is the type of week you keep winning, right? To me, who if the Niners win more than the Rams, I think he'd have a good case because he's making. 
that play that he made, guy, the pick that, that looked like Antonio Brown, like a, a linebacker. Do, I, I think Willis and Bowman were better, and that's that's not like diminishing Fred. I just think those arguably two of the best linebackers I've ever seen, besides like Ray fucking Lewis. Uh, now Bowman's time was a little shorter. I, Willis did it for a longer period of time. Are we sure that either one of them make that pick? Like that is a remarkable play. Remarkable. It, yeah. Even it's, Sherman's tweeting. Like, are we kidding? What are we? What I like analysts. I, like, I hate them not having Sherman, but I like Sherman on Twitter <laughs> on NFL Sunday. Um, well, he just throws in like randoms. Like, damn, I didn't know Justin Herbert had this type of arm. Yeah. Like, Whoa, he's just he's got a white. But he also prefaced it by like not watching the game. I'm watching our game because yeah. they're on at the same time. But getting highlights. And I'm like, I, I wanted to be like, he's he's not lying. The highlights are coming on during the Niners game. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's checking. Um, I mean, Romo, I, I think one thing for Warner, right, is you play in big games. You have to win in order to do that. And then guys like Romo say things like, this this is the best linebacker in the NFL, right? And there's just defense is a, defense is a little more nuanced than offense in terms of it's harder to get all your big splash plays in on Twitter. Romo multiple times would show a replay of Warner and just say, look, he's doing something nobody else can do. So uh, to me, if you're the best line, if you're the best linebacker, if you're the best nose tackle in the NFL, you're probably not winning. It's going to be hard to win defensive player of the year. If you're the yeah. best safety, you know, then you get splash plays. If you're the best corner, maybe no one throws at you. So, but if you're the best linebacker in the NFL, you're just involved in so much stuff. You're just going to have a shot at that position to be the best. I, I would say we, uh, when you were watching the Tampa game, Devin White's kind of established himself as yeah. one of the stars in the league too. I listen. I'd really have to like text around. I would say the two All Pro middle linebackers right now would be Devin White and Fred Warner. Like if that's your team, you feel pretty good. The difference is Devin White was the fifth pick in the draft. You can get, and this is where I think sometimes when the Niners are playing bad, you're like the depth issues. They have missed on a lot of picks. I mean, Pettis situation. It's like Kyle's like, yeah, we'll probably trade him. I don't know if anyone will take. They don't even give a fuck anymore. They're just like, yeah, I don't have the energy to pretend like, yeah, he's, if someone wants him, hey, give me a call or call John. Like we're here, you know, uh, yeah. Corona. We're being our office mask on. Give me a buzz. Uh, but I do think. When you draft Devin White at five, right, or when the Niners drafted Pel- Patch Willis, was he the 10th pick in the draft? Or what? You're expecting a star, Bosa, right, when you draft guys really high. It's why it's devastating when you take a Solomon Thomas or a Cleveland Farrell. When you get an all-pro and the Niners have experienced this with Kittle, you just feel like, we got our best player in the in the fifth round? Are you kidding me? In Seattle, right, Did they really created their franchise off. Sherman in the fifth, Russell in the third a fourth rounder for Marshawn, even Bobby Wagner in the second. I'd say that about second round picks too. It's like, everyone's like, God, this Debo's a motherfucker. Right. Well, you didn't take him in the first. You took him in the second. It feels incredible. Fred Warner, you get an all pro linebacker in the third round. It just, it doesn't get much better than that. No. So you're telling me arguably their He's two best players beside Bosa are third and fifth round picks. Like the two best players on this team, right? Are Kittle and Fred Warner with Bosa. Yeah. With out. Bosa out. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and they're not just like, oh, your best players, you know. No, they are all pros. Is Kittle? Would you say sure? I, is he the all? Is he the first team all pro? I guess Kelsey'd probably be in the mix. His stats are gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if Kittle's numbers. I haven't looked at it from that. Kittle does get a lot of credit for blocking. He does. Does it feel like should. Kittle's a lock first or second team as long as he stays healthy the rest of the season? Yeah, I think so. You just watch him. You go like, okay, if you want, maybe Kelsey. Got to check. He catches a hundred balls numbers, or whatever. Well, Tua, I mean, that might be his go-to guy. The great thing about Fred Warner, I don't think uh, he's a BYU guy, but I don't think he was a mission guy, right? He's only 23. 
You know his brother is when I was watching him a couple weeks ago was making plays as a DB on that team. Like so, I I don't know what his dad does, but he's got pretty good, uh, pretty powerful sperm there. <laughs> Warmers are coming, guy. Literally and figuratively. Like <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to catch that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, his brother is like an NFL guy. Remember, like when the Reeds, when Eric was on the Niners, and they're like, "Oh, this Justin guy is at Stanford, yeah, right, and making plays." And he, I don't know if he's any good now, but he plays for the Texans. He's a pro, was he a second round pick? Yeah, he, was, he went. He went high. It's got to be a pretty good feeling. Like, what do your kids do? Well, one son first rounder, other guy third rounder. You know, yeah. What, what do your kids do? <clears throat> Uh, you know, he just he's trying to get a job, you know, tough times right now. <laughs> Thinking about going back to school. Like the one thing Kelsey has right now is they've played seven games. He has 40 catches and five touchdowns. So, I mean, I when the dust settles, if he stays healthy, he's probably going to be around 90 and 10. Like that's just, that's just a pretty, like Kittle's just numbers aren't going to be that from a passing game standpoint, right? He's already missed a game. Yeah. Even though. Are you looking at tight end he, leaders right now? I just went to the Chiefs stats page. So they played seven games, 40. So I, I'd say he's on pace for about 90 and 10. I mean, I, you know, a Kittle. What's Kittle? Uh, I don't know. I ended up on some fantasy stat site. So it doesn't, it does tell me that he's leading the tight ends in yards per game, receiving yards per game. But he, remember, he had the one no, game where it's, to me, it's a battle between those two guys, which it has been. I think it was last year, right? Probably Gronk. I'm not going to do enough. Well, why is yeah, there the not one stat Gronk. site that gives me everything no. I want? Why does ESPN.com, whenever I'm like mid conversation, I just want to play, get a quick click yeah. to like throw out a stat? It just goes extra slow. But whenever I'm just by myself, just randomly just looking at stuff, it's like hauling ass. Now it's like I've already missed my mark. Fuck you, ESPN.com. All right, John, as we record this, nothing official on Debo Samuel from an injury standpoint, although Kyle Shanahan didn't sound overly optimistic after the game it wasn't one of those like ah he's fine no biggie it i think what he said was hopefully he doesn't miss too much time with his hamstring um which is tough because you play seattle this week and debo is only better every time we see him now the i don't know if it's good news i don't know if we had to call this good news but one thing that gives you maybe a feeling that perhaps they could overcome it is brandon Ayuk just i, I he looks better every week he is exactly, I think, what you want a rookie to look like. Just every week you go, ah, I think he was better than he was last week. And I thought against the Patriots, he looked the most like just a pure receiver in terms of the amount of times they threw the ball down the field to him. And he made plays. We already know he can He can do – he's not as physical as Debo, you agree, just just in terms of body type. Um, all the running I like your, your comp does, before but, uh, before we hit record. You, you brought up Emmanuel Sanders, and I think he's kind of in that I think a little more vein. physical – Right? But more of a route runner, speed guy. But you're right, he's tough. There's probably a, I have to think about it, but more of like a, maybe Golden Tate, but that probably might be a little more Debo. I, I don't know, he's just a really good player. Yeah. You know? And he's, he's got to be, this is, this is like, he's played well enough to this point that you feel like, okay, he's going to have to coach speak, pick up the flag, Pat Hill, uh, this week against Seattle, and I think he's capable of it. I think the difference in both these two guys unlike a lot of other wide receivers you watch. Like, let's use, let's say Ayuk becomes like an Amari type. Well, Amari is just, you just throw him the ball. He's just a wide receiver. The one thing Debo and Ayuk have, like when you watch the Chiefs, you're like, God, are they just handed it to, you know, Tyreek Hill all the time? They use him in all these different ways. Ayuk guy has four carries this year. He's averaging over 17 yards of carry. He's got two touchdowns. Just carrying the ball. He's second on the team. And that's not counting those little push passes. 
He's second on the team in receptions. Now it's a little skewed. Debo's been hurt. They played a couple games with backup quarterbacks. But it's fair to say, like, he is his... Uh, Usage rate? What they're asking him to do in the passing game is only growing, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I thought he made some plays that I'm used to seeing 84 make the catch. Right, Kendrick catch away Jordan. from his body. It's like just over know, the middle, twelve yards down the field. Right, like okay, yeah. now we're it doesn't just have to be kind of this weird curveball stuff, right? So I, well, they they've drafted guys in the last decade, right? Uh, obviously, Pettis is the most recent one. What's his name from Illinois? The bulky guy that has like two, AJ Jenkins. Catch. Yeah, AJ Jenkins. Who'd they trade him for? Remember that trade? Uh, yeah, the dude from Pitt. Uh, wide receiver from Kansas City, who's uh, Belcher, I think, or something like that. No, just what? just t- big guy. You, you keep talking, I'll look that up. It was there. Uh, <laughs> like both guys one, had one catch, and both were I, like first I, or second rounders. I, I mean, one of the worst. Our guy sucks. Your guy sucks. Fuck it. You want to just? I uh, mean, if we'll you send him on a plane to you, if, you send him on a plane to us. If you had a Pettis Ross trade, like people have been suggesting, it would be kind of a do over that deal. I, you just can't tell me that John Ross, Baldwin. John Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, Belcher was the guy I think that uh, blew his head off for also Kansas City Chief, the linebacker. So yeah, my, my bad. Uh, right team, just wrong player. That Ayuk, like you just know right away the guy's a player, which I think now it's a little more normal. I'd say last several years in the NFL with wide receivers, like you just guys pop quicker than it feels like they ever had. Non top ten pick, you just see a guy you consistently now see second, third, fourth rounders. That Terry McLaurin dude from Washington, good yeah. immediately. Michael Thomas several years ago in the second round, good immediately. Like second and third round picks now at wide receiver. Keenan, remember, was just good right away. It typically been like you didn't know. Like Ayuk right away, you know, he's going to have 55, 60 catches this season. And that They're going to feel really good about that. And then if him and Debo, the one thing we know, if I can just keep those two motherfuckers healthy with Kittle, like I watch the Niners and go, this is for what their head coach wants to do. Like when you watch the Chiefs, you go, Holy shit! They got. Did you see the guy yesterday? His name is like uh, Ranch Pringles. Pringle, yeah, yeah Pringles. 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 Pring, uh, I, uh, never, Pringle McCringleberry. Who's the guy? Yeah, from, uh, never Pringle. heard of this dude, but he runs a four-two. Pringle. The Chiefs Pringle do not have a player that goes. Oh yeah, Andy, you just don't even think about giving me a slow guy. The slowest guy I want is my tight end, who might be the second fastest tight end in the league. That's as slow as I want. Well, the Niners, they want a bunch of Debo's. They want Ayuk's. Like they're gonna keep. Even Kendrick Bourne is in that mold. Like those are wide receivers they're going to want, and to go along with Kittle and their run game, and they will kick your. They'll be able to score on anybody. Which is interesting, by the way. Just functions because Pettis was not that guy in college, right? Pettis, if you watch him in college, like like I did every week, and I know you saw him a lot too. That that he doesn't fit this mold. I I had this thought yesterday, guy. Sometimes, and listen, I'm not trying to go like Tony Robbins or whatever, but I I think it's fair to say. When you fuck up, when, you know, the, like you, you only learn about yourself in adversity. I, I do think as a GM and in sports, when you have a devastating personnel move, like you, you have a disastrous personnel move, you go, why did we make that? Mm-hmm. At a, especially a specific position. You can't tell me they didn't learn from that disastrous pick because it was a disastrous pick. They have nailed their next two picks. Yeah. Like everyone, there is not anyone in the NFL that watches Debo and goes, baller and... There's not as much information on IU, but you're watching them. You go, I feel pretty good about that pick early on. But who knows if they what they would have looked for was shaped by every day looking at Pettis like, we can't do this again. Yeah. 
And I would it, we, we made it a help con- with Solomon. We know with Kinlaw and Bosa. Yeah, maybe Bosa was a little easier, but I mean Kinlaw, what they want out of guys, you know, yeah. just like hey, I'm not gonna, it, we'll make mistakes, but we're not gonna make a mistake because we took a guy who we didn't know if he could do X, right? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I, I, I just think that had point. the it impact, and they got lucky that that they were able to overcome it, and it is the great part of missing on guys early in your tenure because you can't overcome it. Now, for example, like you watch Seattle, you go, God, they've missed on a lot of players. They have one individual they're able to overcome it, and they've hit on enough like key guys over the years. Yeah, The Niners, to me, are going to be, unless they get a Russell Wilson, a little more strength in numbers. Like You're not going to be able to just like one DK for them wouldn't change their franchise like it did for, for them because they have the MVP of the league. The Niners do need to hit on like two or three guys just to kind of balance out the team a little more because as we're seeing – the quarterback, you know, he's just, he's not a top 10 guy, which if your coach is elite and he can play in that 10 to 15 range, if your team's good enough, you're going to be a factor. Cause Jimmy is good. Like yesterday, that's winning quarterback play. Uh, but it's not like I watch Russell or hell. I watch Kyler and I go, yeah, Jimmy ain't that. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, he's better because Kyle Shanahan's his quarter, his coach. Like right now, Arizona, there wouldn't be a chance on God's green earth. They would trade Kyler for Jimmy, right? Right. Would the Niners do that yesterday? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, and that's, you just looking like, how about the Rams? Would the Rams trade Goff straight up? I don't think so. Because I think the Niners would trade for Goff, right? Yeah. I don't think the Rams would do that. Do you? But would, would, uh, I don't know. Would Kyle, if money and all things were equal or whatever, I feel like he'd like Jared Goff more, more consistent. And yeah. Cause you do historically, when you look at the quarterbacks, they kind of like, now, I don't know, Jared, but yeah, I think you could say this about Matt Ryan, too. Like, that type player does have some games where you just go, God, that was ugly. But they also have, I, you and I have seen, I, I think Jared gets unfairly shit on. Where Jimmy, I thought last year he kind of got unfairly shit on. This year, I think it's been pretty fair. Yeah, I, I think it's been fair, too. <laughs> I, I also think, like, when you're not the top tier, when you're not Russ, clearly, we don't know what Kyler's going to be, but I think he's the top tier in this sense. A lot of things have to go right for golf to have a great game. And it can happen a lot because they're a good team and they're well coached and they have good players, right? Things have to go right, I think, probably largely for Jimmy, but it can happen a lot because he's got a good run game. He's got a really good coach. He's got really good players around him. I think guys like Kyler, uh, things can go wrong and they can still have great games because of just some of their natural talents that are unique. It's not, there's, there's no shame in not being in that category. Th- those guys are the minority. Part of, I guess, why I'm bringing up Jimmy is because <clears throat> I'm, watching Brandon, I'm yeah. watching Brandon Ayuk, who I think it's fair to say, like, I don't know how good he's going to be, but I know they that pick is going to turn out well if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Debo, I know, could be like, if Debo can put together 16 games as his career goes on, like he go to a Pro Bowl. Kittle is a Pro Bowler. So I guess part of my overall take is their offense is fucking good. Like the, the skill guys they have around a quarterback. I mean, we, we've seen forever in Green Bay. It's like, they only have one wide receiver. They don't get Rodgers more help. You know, Tampa, Tom was like bitching and moaning about what they had given him in uh, in New England. Like, they, I don't think a quarterback, you'd always want like four DKs and two Kittles. Like, that's not realistic. You know, I mean, the Chiefs were like, well, check out our roster. That you go, if Jimmy plays well, like Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle, knock on wood, as of recording this, Debo's not like going to miss two months or whatever. 
Like, I just don't think you can add Kendrick Bourne. Like, their their offense is pretty loaded, guy. Because the, the great part about the scheme is, I had a buddy in the NFL who's in a fantasy league. He's like, he's like, bro, who should I start? Wilson or Hasty? I'm like, I'm not, I, listen, I'm not trying to jump on the Hasty bandwagon, but goddamn, he looked good last week. I I'd go Hasty. So, I took so him. he did Hasty, and then I got a text about mid-game. He's like, bro, he's already got three touchdowns. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I'll be honest. He's like 100 he yards at halftime. <laughs> he looked awesome. So, so yeah, it's fantasy football it pisses me off. But well, didn't you think Hasty was the right pick going finished, into that game? Finished fifth in the Ham League. You make money? Yeah, twenty two dollars. It was a smaller pool. We got. I'm going to put out a bigger game Monday. Back to a bigger football game. Put yeah. some more. Uh, I went with Hasty in my team, but immediately your, I knew Jeff you know, Wilson. Was one thing. One uh, doing some self reflection, kind of like Belichick style, probably mm-hmm. today. Where I have really screwed up as a fantasy football player. I don't ever pick the right quarterback. Do you feel you're good at picking the quarterback? For yeah, the I had. Games? I took Russ. Yeah, that, that works. But like, I, I, I'll pick one thing. I don't do that. I sometimes I feels like I do the. Well, actually, before I tell you that, let's just finish the thought on. All right, Ayuk, big game, go get it. Yeah. One thing I don't do anymore is try to think like which quarterback are people not going to take. I just take who I think the best. I just like take a guy who's going to fit in my salary structure. And like you would never, I've done this before and it's backfired, but then yesterday he throws five touchdowns. You would never take Baker most weeks, right? No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't take Baker. I yeah, look, I, I just look for where's the defense that's, and I look for shootouts, right? And that's where Seattle, like they're just in a lot of shootouts right now. I just, I've taken Russ several times. See that, that's my mindset is I go, well, you know, maybe this is the week. I'm just using Baker as an example. That you're not that many people take Baker. I'll take Baker, and then he'll have like two picks, one touchdown, and then the following game. I'm always a week off. Then he throws five touchdowns because that was my mindset yesterday. I once I got asked out of our game because 50 game. How, what do you think? It's filled up in 45 minutes. Yeah, last week? 50 people last week. Yeah, it was too small. <laughs> yeah, that was it was insane. I picked. I, I took that mindset, but again, a little off the beaten path. I went Stafford, like playing the Falcons. Okay, I, I bet I the game like will be bit. in the 30s. He threw for 340. Yeah. How many touchdowns did he have? I think just two. Like I, I, I want how many touchdowns does Russ have yesterday? I think three, three and two, three, uh, two picks or three picks. Three picks. Yeah, didn't end up hurting me. No. Uh, you know who I also had was Todd Gurley. We can get to that later, but you have a big game. Well, he had two touchdowns. The second yeah. was the one he wasn't supposed to score. <laughs> um. Yeah. God, there's so much. Like, to talk about. I'll tell you this: like one guy who probably should just here. get a little more consistently picked moving forward would be Tom. Right, like I just yeah, you feel pretty good about having Tom as your quarterback going into most weeks now, I, right? I had him one week and it, it didn't go well. I don't remember. Me too. Played. That's why I, w- I don't even think about picking him. And then I'm watching him yesterday, just slice and dice. I'm like, fuck, I need to pick this guy. Like, let's see who who do I th- first blush? Like, would you pick, e- would you ever pick Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, I think I did it once, and I wouldn't do it again. I mean, yeah. maybe you go a Rod against the Vikings this week, Mahomes against the Jets. Um. Don't you think that'll be an overwhelming pick? Yeah. You can't even think like that. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, Herbert against Denver. Like, I would not go Lamar against the Steelers, right? Like, you would just... It's going to be a tougher game. Uh, do you go Denardi against uh, the Eagles? Who's the Cowboys who's her, quarterback? Who, 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 who are the Chargers playing? Chargers played at Denver this week. Is it going to be snowy? Would, I, but he's a cold-weather guy, so I don't mind that. Uh, what uh, Cowboys is Danucci? Danucci. Danucci's <laughs> pizza. <laughs> I love Danucci. 
Uh, John, let's tell the people about mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM in the number one. Last week I said we were on a four-game losing streak, and I was wrong. But we are now. Mybookie.ag HAM one. We're out of money, guy. Oh. We were up. We were up to about almost eleven hundred dollars, and now we're at uh, double zero. So, uh, mybookie.ag. I don't know. I just. I, I don't feel good about most bets now. I just. I. I question myself. Mm. Part of it's just you know you lose confidence. It's like on a golf course. It's like, uh, you know, anything. You lose confidence. You just. You don't know what you're looking at. And I. I felt pretty good about the Bills going into the game. They were on six against the spread, and then about midway through the second quarter, we were texting like, we're in trouble. Isn't it funny? Don't you feel like you can tell off one red zone highlight in the first quarter of a game like, uh, I don't know if this is a good idea today. I felt like the Jets were pretty inspired defensively. Like You could just tell. They, when I'd see highlights, like, God, they're flying around. Like, well, and then did you Jets see, I was? didn't realize we made the pick that the Dowell Loggins took over play calling. Adam Gase wasn't play calling last week. Didn't know that, but I've had people that work with Daryl Loggins or Dowell Loggins Dowell. that think he's just an absolute joke. I I would have felt more confident, guy, if you would have told me that. Like, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you want to you each put in two hundred fifty dollars more and put seven hundred fifty on this game? I, I'm dead serious. I did not know that, and it would have impacted mybookie.ag promo code ham one promo code ham one. As of right now, a couple interesting early lines: the C, uh, Steelers. Plus four at the Ravens. So if you think the Steelers are the best team in the league, even if the Ravens are a top five team, which I think it's fair to say they are, when are you ever going to, the rest of the season, get the Steelers that many points? Like, that's just not going to happen. The Cowboys, pretty big underdogs to the Eagles. Again, the Eagles, who just took a crazy Carson Wentz pass to beat the Giants on Thursday Night Football, are like a seven-point favorite to the Cowboys. That's pretty nuts. MyBookie.ag, promo code ham one Get on it now. Gamble. Uh, Do it for so, us. So, some other early ones I'm looking at, and you guys can go to mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, and and uh, you know think about it. Chargers minus three at the Broncos. Um, I just Chargers have the far superior quarterback in that game. Niners are plus three at Seattle. What was the other game I liked? Oh, you know what I kind of like, honestly? And we can get into them here because I bet against. I bet against. I took Tampa Bay minus four, and that uh, was pretty comfortable with that the entire game even when the game was close Raiders are plus two and a half this week um I actually like them I think they're better than the Browns but you do yeah I do I the Raiders are just a really hard team to get a feel for I I they're an uncomfortable team gambling on and that's just probably anytime you gamble on a team that's somewhere right I'd say between 12 and 18 in the league hierarchy like you can get their game where they're a top five team, but you can also get their team when they're a bottom five team. And I, I think this week we were both really confident, especially once the offensive lineman couldn't practice all week. But like you said, if you told me right now the final score of the Raiders game next week against the Browns is thirty-five to seventeen, who won? I'd be like, I could see either team that exact same outcome. Like literally, I mean, a game that's you know fifteen twenty point swing. I could see either team on the winning edge. I think that game is really hard to bet. The game is not. It's in. It's in Cleveland. I. I know. I. It, wait, is, is it going to be cold? Well, I don't think it's warm back there as the <laughs> October goes on. Uh, it's to be November first. So, Cleveland's even without place. Odell Beckham. Like they do have a lot of some offensive weapons. Yeah, I know. You, you don't would ju- feel good about taking the Raiders two and a half. Yeah, I. I just. I've seen Cleveland. I feel like this is the kind of team, the Raiders, where he was like, we make a lot of this. Like, oh, here we go. You need this one. We'll get into them. So I don't want to get into that too much right here. But 
Like this is the kind of team that feels like they should be good, but really you should beat. That you I feel the, like you the know Raiders the Browns are five and two. I know, I but I, they don't. To me, their their floor is so low. I agree there. What about uh, before we get into them though? How about should we talk about Seattle and Arizona because the Raiders got flexed out of Sunday night, and when that happened, you and I both said, "Well, I, I, I've seen people using that term." I would say kicked out of Sunday kicked night. Out of Sunday F- night. Okay. Flex is like, listen, your team's not as good. We're moving you. To me, flex isn't even that negative of a term, especially if you're a two-win team or something. You know, in November, it's like we're doing this for the health of the league. This was you. Your whole team fucking ain't following Corona protocols. The league's gonna have historic fines. Jay Glazer reported yesterday what potential uh, draft picks, which would be a first so far this year. Which also, like, we don't trust you, Oakland. Like or Vegas, just get out of here. You, your guys are a debacle right now. Also, you're not Come to on, me. Seattle, the other one is like part of that one is like you know when the private plane, the team plane is about to take off, but the star, the star quarterback isn't there. They wait ten minutes. Yeah, the NFL happens a lot like the NBA with the bus. Oh, the it? second they're like, uh, oh, something weird might be going on with the Raiders. The NFL is like, we are n- NBC. We are not waiting. This plane is. T- In fact, let's take off now. A little ahead yeah. of schedule, so they don't make it to the gate. They switch and, that game to Cardinals Seahawks so fast. Oh, didn't even hesitate. And think about this guy. It'd been one thing, right? It was an easy decision for him, right? It was like Raiders Chargers, but they like felt good about Herbert or whatever. It was Tom Brady, who is. Would you still argue the uh, just the biggest name right now in the NFL? Right, he's the most famous player yeah. in the league. Tom yeah. Brady, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, Mahal, I think he I mean, moves Mahal, the needle. I don't, some about those Bucks uniforms kind of take the shine off for me, but yeah. I agree. But he's but it's still like you get to just be like, hey, Tom Brady's on before you think, oh, he's in Tampa now. But you just I, I, think, I think Mahomes. You you know what? I think Mahomes has passed him for like I got to turn on the TV real quick. But okay, but I think we can even sub if it was Raiders Chiefs. I, they would have done the same thing. It was the Raiders as the anchor. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Then as people were tweeting me on Sunday night, like, God, how happy is NBC? I'm like. I know this. I'm sitting here watching this fucking loving it. I mean, I didn't quite like we talked about the game style, not my go-to, but it entertained me. That, the DK Metcalf LeBron James chase down was that deserved to be on Sunday night football. I agree. DK, I tweeted this and I still marvel every time I look at it. His arms, just when you see his arms pumping and then you see his legs pumping and you see Byron Murphy's legs, and you see whoever he just passed on his, his whoever he, someone on his own team, he runs by DK. Oh, run by, flew by. His arms <laughs> look like, as I'm going to call him from here on out, spare legs. He just has, if his, if he blows out a hamstring, they could just take his arm and put it on his leg, and it won't be as fast as his other leg, like a spare tire is not quite as big, but it'll get the job done. Oh my God, there's you just got four legs going, John. Well, guy, he didn't, he didn't. It'd be one thing. When the guy that gets the pick six is your guy. So even though your momentum's taking you the other way, let's say, like you're running it out, he squats and he takes it off. So he's got like the five yard head start. Like, well, DK, one of the fastest players, if not the fastest player in the league, he was probably at most where the center would be lined up, if not on like the left guard, right, left tackle. He came around them all kind of at an angle and then he got himself going straight down the sideline. It was the amount of ground he covered. And the first thing I do is like, you know, Buda Baker, who I'll be honest, I didn't think that highly of. Now, I wasn't super locked into Buda Baker. 
I've I feel like I've watched four Cardinals games this year. He's fucking really good. Like I don't know if he's quite peak honey badger, but if you watch the Cardinals, he's everywhere. That guy is really. T- I, I'm a big Buda Baker fan. So are they? They gave him a huge extension. I googled him. Like, I, what did he run at the combine? I bet you know safety four five five. So DK is running a four two three. It's not. He ran a four four five, which. When we were growing up, used to be like, oh, it's one of Al Davis going to draft him four four five. Remember when that was fast? He got hawked. What, what yard line to catch him on the fifteen? Like he, it's not like he caught him at the two, and he, he probably could have got him earlier, but he like waited to lunge. Right, he could have got him like three or four yards sooner too. I I, I know they say Daniel Jones ran twenty one miles an hour. If Daniel Jones would have been next to DK Metcalf, the, DK Metcalf would have lapped him. That's I, not right. I think we got to throw. I think it was even faster. I, yeah, it's it was the fastest quarterback in like the history of next gen stats. I think I saw. Which he is athletic, clearly, and he's got long legs, which probably helps him. I, but, and I do think you know that feeling. I can relate to when I teepeed back in my like uh, junior high days, or when you doorbell what? dashed people oh, oh, like, oh, when yeah. we teepee someone's yeah, house. Yeah. And you'd feel like when I was at football practice or little league or whatever, I just was never fast. Used to, I'm very flat footed, but I could always feel when someone was chasing me, like I'd get in trouble. I'm like, I, I could just like, oh, I've never ran faster. So I do think there's a there's a level of urgency when you kind of turn that on for DK. That like, if he's a four two guy, is there a chance he was running like four one five right there? Just of like, I don't know the power of trying to chase a guy. Absolutely, yeah, and like then, flying then, oh, quote unquote flying forty. Yeah, and then ultimately, it didn't even cost them any points. <laughs> like they, they didn't kick it. I know. Four and out. Well, somebody said, I, 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 I had DK. I wanted seven fantasy points on that play. I should have got some points on that for the touchdown he prevented. I, I, I mean, completely... so 2019, Kyler goes one, Nick Bosa goes two. He doesn't go ahead of either one of those guys, right? Wait, say that again. The 2019, oh, oh, his oh, draft. Okay. Like, oh, he yeah, wouldn't yeah, have gone. Because yeah, what my say, I'm watching last night going, if you just showed that play and then put his production on paper next to it, to every NFL GM, wouldn't all of them have been comfortable drafting him number one overall? If you said, here's a play he's going to make, here's his number. <clears throat> would you take him number one overall without knowing anybody else in the draft? Guys would go, yeah, I would take that guy number one overall, right? Now you get into the positional values and Kyler and Bosa. The Niners really needed Bosa. You're, you're saying, does he go three? Yeah, I'm saying, does he go three? Now, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does he go three? You, uh, you have the draft up right now? I do. I've met, we talk, really we've talked about out? this multiple times. Yep. I won't get fooled this time. Josh Allen, the linebacker. Yeah. Um, Devin White's become an all-pro level guy. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a lock top eight guy. I, I, yeah, I kind of feel like he's a lock top five at this well, point. I'll tell you, John Gruden, would t- they'd take him at four, right? Right. Who what, who drafted three? The Jets? Would yeah, they take him? Quinn and Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guy, they're trying to trade him, so they would take him. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I tweeted the moment he ran that. I remember vividly on my couch watching the combine. And remember, the wide receivers typically go early on like Saturday morning. So you get up and they're running at like 7 a.m. And I, I, what's weird is DK Metcalf, did you see AJ Brown had a couple sweet touches? Like those two guys, we always go like Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry played together. Shouldn't this be like the steroid version? Who who would you rather have? A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, or Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry? In the I've NFL right now, I would take the younger guys. Even in their peak. Yeah. I just oh. These guys are only in year two. 
How are they not going to be just perennial, all-pro, dominant ass-kickers? We talk, we blow DK Metcalf, and we should. He has a chance to be like I don't, the next Terrell Owens, but even a little different. Like, he's going to be, he stays healthy, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Guy, A.J. Brown, how good is that guy? Those guys, I, I'm watching it with uh, my girlfriend yesterday, and she goes, how big, no, one of her friends was over, this guy, and we were just kind of BSing, and the game, we had red zone on in the back. He scores a touchdown. He looks at me. He goes, how big is that wide receiver? And it was A.J. Brown, where D.K. Metcalf is legitimately the biggest wide receiver in the league. Ole Miss had those two motherfuckers on the team at the same time. And they both went in the second round. That's what's – at least Odell Imagine went in the first. Too bad Lane wasn't there. Well, he, that's why he keeps wearing all their shit, because he's just like, those guys are stars. Because I'm thinking this yesterday, watching quarterbacks are clearly the most famous guys in the league. I do think by a mile to just casual NFL people, wide receivers are really famous because of the fantasy element and because of drafting them and because of just a lot of people watch red zone. They score touchdowns. You just get to, they get in your vernacular. Oh yeah. That dude that plays for uh well, what's Mike Evans doing today or what's even like random. Nothing guys, like lately cool. actually. Yeah. No, he's been a fantasy bust, but you can see like watch a guy from like the giants make a play. It's like, Oh, that's where golden Tate is now. Like you just know the names. Yeah. They are just yeah. really famous. Yep. And I think those two guys, but specifically DK, he's got a chance to be really famous. And a huge element of that is his quarterback, right? His quarterback and his team's good, so he just plays in all these primetime games. And he does sweet shit. And he just looks different than anybody else on the field. Well, how badass was the touchdown he scored? It ultimately got caught back, and it was a legit holding. But like when he does the high legs to like break the tackle, it's like, he is gone. this guy human? <laughs> My God. Did Terrell Owens look this sweet? That's what I thought. Like, did he look this sweet? I I love Tio. Yeah, I don't. He was sweet. He was sweet, and his arms were kind of. <laughs> it was kind of the same deal. Yeah. I, if you say if you would have told any team in the league back to your draft argument, DK Metcalf is going to be Terrell Owens. There's not a chance on God's green but, that he makes out of the top five. Like, but you're gonna love him in the locker room. Remember, Steve Young always said, like, we always like to roll. Well, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't feel like DK's got getting traded because the Seahawks can't deal with him in his future. You don't think, but shit changes fast with that position, right? Mike Evans is a disaster. I mean, uh, Michael Thomas. Mike Evans is likable. The Raiders lost to the Bucs. And uh, I thought the score was 24-20, but it wasn't. That was the score going into the fourth quarter, John. The final score looked like they didn't... What was it, 45-20? Yeah, 45-20. I mean, the game got switched. Gruden, I don't blame him for being pissed that like we had to play this game given that his offensive lineman could practice, but this is, the, this is the way of the NFL this year. It's just part of the deal. And they were in that game for a little while. But, uh, you know, I just watched him and thought, it's cool you beat the Chiefs. It's cool you beat the Saints. They've given it all back. It's one thing to lose that game 24-20 or 32-28. Like, all right, whatever. You get beat. Tampa's really good. Some people think maybe I'd, the best I'd even say like 31-20, but it was super tight, and they got a last touchdown or whatever. But to just kind of play three quarters and be like, now nah, we don't got it today, that was disappointing. To me, guy, he had just a call that makes no sense. I mean, borderline egregious, given that it kind of felt like he was putting his balls on the table earlier in the game when he went for a fake punt. Yeah, I got it. I, on his own, I, like, uh, 34, right? Yeah. 
What? So you go, okay, Gruden is emptying the kitchen sink because you beat Tampa, Kansas City back-to-back. We'd be like, God, can the Raiders win some playoff games? And then late in the game, going into the fourth quarter, he's driving the field down a touchdown, 24-17. 24-17. And listen, I, I think too often in like the NFL vernacular now, it's just go for it, go for it, go for it, never punt, never kick a field goal. It's like, guys, field goal kickers and punters exist because on good teams, they matter. Like you always say about the NBA, you've never heard of a six-man on a shitty team. No one cares about your bench, guys. No one really cares, like unless you're Sebastian Janikowski. And really, the reason he was famous was because he was a first-round pick. A kicker was a first-round pick more than like the majority of his career he played on a shitty team, and we've always thought, and I'm not trying to, I love Seabass, but I was going to some of those games, like the middle of it. I, I don't know if he survives as long on good teams. He missed a lot of kicks. But the point is, I think it gets overvalued of like, just punt, kick. Like, there's a reason you have punters and kickers, right? There, there's time when you, I, I'm all for kicking field goals early in the game, right? When it's close and you just, you're going back and forth. The Arizona-Seattle game, they get that pick, the DK makes the play. It's 13 to 7. You kick the field goal, you're down 13 to 10. It's in the second quarter. You're just, dude, kick the fucking field goal. The Raider games in the fourth quarter. And it's pretty clear, like, Tom's got a bunch of weapons. He's missed some throws, but it's like at any moment you feel like you're holding on for dear life. Fourth and two. One. When your offense, fourth and your offense had Less made plays. Two, I think. Aguilar made some plays. Waller had a touch. It's like, you guys look good. Rugs continues to look sweet. I guy, you're at the 17 I just, yard. You're at Tampa's 17 yard line. So a lot of people were asking me on social media. Do you think the reason he did it is because he didn't have his offensive lineman all week? And my pushback would have been like, if that's the first quarter or even the second quarter, I'd be like, yeah, you know, trying to feel out the game. I'd have no issue with it. Late in the fourth quarter, when you have 17 points and you're driving down a touchdown against what's pretty clear is a big time team. I cannot get behind. Like kicking the field goal is the ultimate pussy move. And then what happens? Tampa drives the field, and people are like, "Well, you gave up a third and 13. Exactly. You know that your team gives up third and thirteens to that Leonard Fournette play. Like that's not like if we get them there, you guys never get that. So of course that's why you go for it. You're saying if if you you have a different defense, you can play the let's get a stop, get the ball back game. Yeah, like the Bears or the fucking Tampa or a good defense for sure. To me, though, just he's been the head coach now a while. He knows his defense isn't good. And this is a game where it's like the Browns game this upcoming week is way bigger for their playoff hopes than this game. But this is a game, all of a sudden, you just, I don't, you bet against them. If I had more money in my account, I would have bet against them. I would have been well, like, well, when we did the is- podcast lock of the week, that game was off the board too, when we'd made our decision on what game. Because to pick. we didn't know if it was going to get pushed back or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, most people didn't think you were going to win. You were missing your offensive lineman. But then, guy, you play the game and you're fucking right there. And he kicks. I, I just, I thought Gruden, and I've been saying this for a while, was kind of this badass. And, and as people, Raider fans, will hit me over, like, you forget because it's been a long time, but he's a conservative coach. But then he like does the he does the punt. Why why wouldn't you? Because ultimately, then it snowballs and you lose a game. If you just had if you didn't watch one snap and you look, you'd be like, God, the Raiders got rolled. And be like, Well, yeah, they got rolled in the last twelve minutes. Right. But for the most of the game, like it was, they were right there. And even if you are conservative, you part of this evaluation, part of the calculus. People have been saying that one a lot lately. Is your defense is not very good. And what's the best part of your team? All these offensive weapons, right? 
You have what and could be your plan. And here's like, the other thing. It's not like the field goal makes it a three-point game. You're still going to need another touchdown to win the football game. Right? But don't you look at it of like, this is why I'm anti the field goal. Because this is what the analytic guys always say earlier in the game. Well, early in the game, turnovers and stuff. Like, I'm just confident that drive, their next drive is going to be successful. And you're just putting yeah, a you lot have of pressure to, and, on. And, and you're thinking like, how many, how more, many more possessions, possessions am I get? I'm getting two max. And their defense is good, right? So you just, you're in the red zone. Right. So to me, a huge part, you're in the red zone in the fourth quarter. It's hard to get there against good teams all game long, let alone just like you said, you just start doing the math, like two possessions. And really, if they run it down our throat, maybe we get one and like some garbage one with a minute left or something. I I, I thought that was just a, just egregious, you know, like. What are we doing here? If if you're trying to win the game, it's like it, it kind of felt not white flaggy, but just out of play. Like well, I, this isn't the ebb and flow of this game. Kind of random. Yeah, it 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 felt like it was the the ex, it was the execution of a game plan for a coach that coaches another team, not this team. Because if you would ask way, Bruce Arians, Tom team. Brady, and all and Todd Bowles, what would you like them to do right here? Be like a uh, kick field goal, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Because we go down, we score a touchdown, we're back up. Right, by two well, scores. If it was fourth and ten, I wouldn't be going as nuts, right? I'd even say like fourth and seven. You'd be like, yeah, probably not going to get it against the defense. You could push it. I'd say anything like fourth and four and below. It's like you got an you got a Pro Bowl tight end. You got this Rugs kid who's sweet. Mo- Aguilar Your quarterback is really mobile, and he made some plays with his legs. They lost the game on that play. I mean, they did. They didn't lose the game on the next drive on third and thirteen when Fournette got. They lost it on that play. And then Derek, what happens? The next possession, Derek throws the pick, and it just, just they turned into the Raiders. They turned into like, oh yeah, they're just gonna get rolled. And now I know you're taking. You think you feel good against somebody against the Browns, but that's a Brown. That's just to me like I felt good about the Bucks because I was like, are the Raiders gonna look? Are they gonna handle beating the Chiefs well? You 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 would agree with this statement though, right? There is a shitload of pressure on just the franchise this game. Like you lose this game, you're in tr- major trouble. Yeah, because you right? got the then you got the Chargers. But I'm just saying, like a team, assuming like the Colts are going to get to ten, the Browns, for as flawed and weird or whatever we'd say, they would be six and two. Yeah, and, and the I Raiders w- would be three and four. And I I would bet the Raiders like, but I just because I think it's whatever value based on what both team ceilings and both teams floors are. But I wouldn't be sitting here surprised if they lose this game. And then if they do, it's like, wait a second. Remember that game? After, remember that week after they beat the Chiefs and we're talking about can the Raiders win a playoff game? Like, are they that level of team this year? Which would be a step I, up for them. I, 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 I'm just a big believer. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, and now I, I think, it's like, guys, you lose this game, you're three and four. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I just think when you're like a fringe playoff team, like when you're in that eight to nine win range, but you're really trying to establish like we're back as a franchise. When you find yourself against the Chiefs, against against the lock playoff teams, and you're in the game late, you do need to take some big swings. You can't play it like, if that's the Chargers, let's say, or Denver, I think you could have a little bit different of a mindset. Like, you're like, listen, we're just going to be better. We'll make a pl- more and more play. When that team's better than you, in the sport of football, in the NFL more in college, because in college, like, one loss kills you. But in football, where, like, an extra win, the difference between, especially this year, like 8-9 and nine or 9-10, nine and 10, gets you into the dance. You have to put your balls on the table. And, and Gruden now, I'd say pretty consistently over his time back, like there's no rhyme or reason to what he does. 
Like some guys just like Riverboat Run or Mike Tomlin, that or crazy SLB. Yeah, or Arians or like John Harbaugh. That motherfucker goes for it. It's like Gruden. What do you think he'll do here? Oh, uh, down, you know, you just like up 40, like went for it. You're like down 20, you know, just he weighs what I just don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I don't really know what his identity is as like a as like a football mind. Not not his offense and like the way he thinks about football, but just the game shit. Like the flow of a game. I just does he just just kind of randomly guess? I don't know. I mean, that was just bizarre. Against, I would shoot. I, I against would a guy that's really aggressive. Against a coach that's aggressive and the, one of the greatest fourth quarter quarterbacks of all time. Certainly the greatest quarterback. Right? I mean, it's like yeah. other than Montana. Hit us up, Joe. Oh, yeah, we watch it. <laughs> um, I DM'd him. He had me back. That's fine. Keep keep at it. Yeah, I will. So must win game. I, I am looking forward to this Cleveland game. It's a 10 a.m. game, by the way. One thing we'll know, it is bigger for the Raiders than the Browns. Because even the Browns, they lose this game, they still would be 5-3. and three, And the Raiders would be 4-3. and three. Like, that's... You know, the, the Browns have a better record than I think we actually talk about them. And part of it is they've just... They played two good teams, the Ravens and the Steelers. And they got... They're destroyed. So we just don't take them seriously as like a playoff factor. But it doesn't mean they just can't get there with enough wins, right? Yeah. Would you do? You, do you think it's fair to say that if the Browns win this game and they're six and two, they're probably destined for the playoffs? Just because you only need probably three more wins of your last, you know, eight games. Yeah, so I mean three, five down the stretch. Yeah, I think they would be. They would be the first wild card team, probably. Right. It's it. It's just really hard to miss the playoffs when you start six and two because your margin for error is so big. And their schedule, have you, oh God, their schedule. They've got the Browns, after they play the Raiders, they have a bye. They play Houston. Okay. Win. Philly. I don't I mean, think, I, they're, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the Browns are going to lose give them wins. Games, but but I, I, think I think your point is like they got some. Okay. Jacksonville. They're going to be favored in these games, right? That's a good way to talk about it. Yep. They'll be favored in those three. Tennessee, Baltimore back-to-back won't be favored. New York Giants, New York Jets, Pittsburgh. It's not inconceivable they're like eight and three going into that home stretch. So they'll be favored in five of their last eight games. Have they played Baltimore twice? No, no, no. They, so they'll play. They'll play. They'll have. They'll, they'll still play Tennessee, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. So they've played yeah. all of those teams once. And so these next four games are big for them to win, like three or four. Right? Well, obviously they if have they're going to make the playoffs, teams, but yeah. Yeah, if they if win they three, win three the of their four, next four games, they're in the playoffs. God, I mean, if if the Browns beat the Raiders, they're thinking about being a 10-win team, right? Yeah, the, their problem is going to be that two teams in their division might win like 13. Well, they're just going right? to have to be the second. I said the first wild card. They're going to have to be the second wild card team. I'll tell you this. Whoever – how many wild card teams are there now? Three? Yeah. Yeah, so some team, the Chiefs – could be the Ravens or the Steelers are going to have to face the Ravens or the Steelers in the first round. Yeah. That team probably will be the fifth seed, right? And whoever is the four seed, who would probably be the four seed? In the, the AFC? Bills. Yeah, like Bills-Ravens round one. Bills, I don't know how good they are actually now. I know. You'd, you'd say the Chiefs, Steelers, or Ravens are going to be the one and two, one of those two teams, right? One and two, both of them. I mean, the Chiefs are destined to win a lot. <laughs> so they'll probably get to 13. Chiefs or Ravens are going to win 13. 
Tennessee, I mean, shit, are they going to get to like 12? So that's probably one, two, three in some order. That's where, to me, the Bills are four, and then the non-division champ of the North, Steelers-Ravens, which they play this week, will be the fifth seed. That'll be a dominant fifth seed. Like, they will... Is the Steelers or Ravens favored against the Bills in round one in Buffalo? No fans? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather play the Ravens. I 100% would. I think the Bills could beat the Ravens. They'd be they'd probably be a big underdog. Just because we've seen Lamar hasn't had much success. Zero chance they could beat the Steelers. If that if that line was like Steelers minus five or six, I probably would put a lot of money on the Steelers. If that line was like ten, it might scare me. I think Josh Allen would get destroyed in a playoff game against the Steelers. Hey people, here's what you got to do right now. You go to burrow.com slash ham. B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash ham. Get you $75 off plus fast and free shipping on sofas and furniture that's going to transform your living space. Agree, guy. Go right now. There are over 23 custom options to create your perfect sofa. Everything is based on doing research with real people, leading to thoughtful features, things like USB chargers. Mm -hmm. Love a good USB charger. I need one of those on my couches. Uh, You can attach the Chase Lounge addition to any seat or go with a floating ottoman. They got five glamorous shades. Uh, Performant velvet to choose from if you want to go that route. Again, really easy. Check it out right now. As always, every single Burrow order includes fast and free shipping, which can often run over $100 with other furniture brands, guy. You might be thinking, fast and free shipping? I'm ordering a couch. How are you shipping me a, how are you shipping me a sofa? Well, that's the beauty. Burrow's practical and it's versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes. You don't need any tools. You don't need any tools. As your needs change, bigger room, smaller room, you can remove seats, add seats, convert it into a sectional, convert it into a love seat. And you might be thinking, well, okay, well, if it's going to be that, it's not going to be good looking or it's going to be cheap product. Nope, nope. High quality. It looks really good, stylish. It's weird to try and visualize it because it's different than anything you've seen. So just go to the website, burrow.com slash ham. Burrow.com slash ham. 75 bucks off your purchase plus free shipping. It's fast. See the site for details. B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash ham for 75 bucks off. Justin Herbert. I'll say it again. If you didn't know anything about where he was drafted, you would watch him and think he was the number one player taken in the draft. I mean, period. He just, he's spectacular multiple times a game. I don't think when you draft the number one quarterback, you could ask for anything more. Let me just read you a a tweet yesterday from uh, Corner All Pro last year, Mm, Richard Sherman. Okay. Who? Who was at home. Richard Sherman? Uh, Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. Richard Sherman. I just mean like Richard Sherman's tweeting about Justin Herbert. I'm intrigued. This man, Herbert, throws some dimes. He needed to then throw this out there because he was his team was also playing. Not even watching their game, but he was telling the truth because they kept showing Herbert highlights during the Niner game, right? They would come in, and it wouldn't just be a highlight. It would be like a 50-yard strike, and then another 30-yard strike down the sideline. Watch, Not watching their game, but every highlight is a dime by the kid. Sheesh. And I just... His highlight plays have just been remarkable. And all these people are like, this is not what it looked like in college. This is not what it looked like in college. Guys, this is why NFL teams, but I think it goes for 
NBA teams and baseball teams lean talent. This is why they lean for guys that are 6'4 with huge arms. Or in baseball, if you throw 100 miles an hour, you got a lot of pop. Or in basketball, if you look like Embiid or Giannis walking through the door, even if you're not that good at the sport, they lean that. Why? A lot of times it doesn't work out. But sometimes it's this. Now, that's diminishing what Justin Herbert was coming out of college. But this notion, like, he didn't look like he was in college. Yes, but there were fucking... You could project that if it went best case scenario, he had this ability. Like, he he had physical tools. For example, one of the reasons the Giants, two years ago, got so much shit for Daniel Jones was because, like, you took Daniel Jones sixth? Because my comp for Daniel Jones, who had some moments in that Thursday night game against the Eagles, I go, you know, best case, he's Alex Smith. Here's what we know about Alex Smith, who did once go number one in the draft. Alex Smith should never go number one in a draft. In a perfect world now, an Alex Smith, Daniel Jones type, probably a second rounder, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's what you want, a second rounder. Justin Herbert, his physical tools, physical tools were number one overall talent, right? Yeah. Even if it yeah. didn't and, look quite like this. Right. right? If, if Justin Herbert had gone in, a, in when we were kids in the 90s, a guy like Justin Herbert probably goes number one overall, right? Yeah. Or doesn't exist athletically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you watched him all the time at Oregon. So did I. His If we took his Oregon highlights in terms of his best throws at Oregon and put him next to his best charger throws, I think you would see the same throws. Like, he made these throws at Oregon. The difference is he didn't make three of them a week for, like, five straight weeks. Right? It was they were a not eight. a push the ball down the field offense. First of all, right? his talent from a receiver standpoint was not even close to this. But yeah, a lot of it was stylistically, it was more about pounding the rock. This is not what they did. And our buddy Jeff Schwartz, I give him credit because he was, from day one, he has said about Herbert last year to the draft, he's going to look better as a pro. And he was right. I think my, and I, I loved all his talent, my thing was like, can he do it consistently? He missed a lot of throws in college that probably in retrospect were more under the magnifying glass because you, you didn't try to make, there were less big moments. Whereas the more you, you make more of these attempts, you're going to have more of a chance to miss a couple, whatever. You'll come back and you'll make three others, and that one you missed on third and seven isn't going to have such a bright light on it. Uh, to me, it's not the, th- the his armed talent was apparent from day one in college. Like he was making these, he would throw strength, these like yeah, 45. Power. Yeah, he would throw these like outs. Like, you know, it's really a 17-yard game, but it's like a 60-yard throw across the field on a fucking clothesline. But it wasn't big hit, bam, big hit, bam, big hit, bam. Big. If he was a home run hitter, he would have home runs in college that were just as far. He just has more of them now in the NFL. It's it's. Well, I think I think when you bring fantastic. in the three guys that win the top six, we have Tua we're going to see this week for the first time, which is exciting. And Joe Burrow, who has been, he has yet to not cover a spread. He's looked really good, and right? I test. He's looked with a team that is not, an offensive line that's atrocious. But Tua and Burrow, we knew, even while it was in college, like, God, their talent's elite. And then once the draft happens, you go, well, Burrow, one dude wasn't even draft eligible. He opted out. He was his best player, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Jefferson went in the first round. I don't know if you checked uh, Justin Jefferson's numbers if you're watching this. They're fucking fantastic. Clyde, starting for uh, the Super Bowl champs, who just, what did he have in that Bills game? Like 180 yards. He bludgeoned him. He's a stud. 
uh, their their team was insanely talented. Bama, the irony was probably even more talented on offense. It's crazy to even say, but they had four top four top four top fifteen potential. We'll see Jalen Wallace broke his ankle. Wide receivers. And the two guys that are in the NFL both are really talented right now. Justin Herbert didn't have the luxury of like, yeah, he put up all these numbers, but it's like he's he's playing with, you know, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and kind of like these names of guys that went on to get drafted. He's playing with guys you'll never hear about in the they're not NFL players. Which I understand it's hard to project that. But that is why I like possess- they've been possession receivers in college, basically. I, I do think Justin Herbert got shit on a lot during the draft process. Like, God, this guy's just not going to be that good. I, I saw a Bleacher Report got retweeted yesterday during the game, like, anonymous scouts, like, this is the type of guy that gets you fired. Because in fairness, sometimes that guy does get you fired, right? But so does Daniel Jones. Yeah, but to me, so it's does- to, back to your original point, if you're going to miss, miss with the guy that could be a star. Well, this is back to my basketball analogy. If you take swings on, let's just use the most, like a Michael Porter Jr. Like, no one's ever going to give you that much shit. I, I'm okay with taking a huge swing. Joel Embiid, who was injured, Giannis, who we'd never see, but walk through the door, you're like, holy shit. You swing on a quarterback like this, just at practice, your owner's going to be like, we got something here. You never know till you That's what was the happening game. at Hard Knocks, remember? Remember, like, were like, Chris Harris uh, and Keenan Allen were like, you see you see this kid throw? <laughs> I was like, oh my and, God. Well, exactly. Now, did you ever remember him making those plays where he's like rolling, jumping as a guy's hitting him, throwing? Yeah, throwing he threw, darts? yes. The touchdown he threw against Auburn week one of the college football season last year, early, rolling left, stops, like turns back, gets, I don't even, some, you know, SEC defensive lineman helmet to the sternum, lets it fly to the opposite corner of the end zone, jump ball touchdown was, yeah, I, like, I think his splash plays in college were just as splashy. They just were, they just didn't happen this much. Yeah. You know, but, just, but like you always told me back when you're working as the recruiting coordinator and you would get highlight tapes of guys that you're supposed to like filter through and figure out who's really a division one football player and who isn't. If you watch somebody's highlight tape, anybody can look for a minute like a player right now. I would say, though, the difference, though, is high school for sure. If you give me a highlight tape of a dude in the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and it's like a legitimate highlight tape, that guy has the physical characteristics up against pros. In high school, it's like. Yeah, you got to do a lot more due diligence, and I'm. Well, not you might be like, watching some D five running back. You don't know, like he's out running a bunch of guys, but he might be playing against. Well, I know, but I, I'm talking about a power five player because I remember when DK Metcalf ran that forty, and it was like, and and that picture had already gone viral. I'm like, who is this guy? And I had never seen him play really, and I just went to YouTube. His highlights. I'm not lying. I remember on the combine morning thinking like. This guy could go in the top five, but then I start texting around. He'd been injured a lot. He'd done all this thing, and I think you start overthinking it. Luckily, Justin Herbert was probably just so talented. You, he wasn't going to be overthought to like Justin Herbert was going to go pick twenty eight. He was he was still going to go. He went he went sixth, right? Yeah. So it's like he did he get disrespected? Kind of. I mean, the two guys that went above him. I, I think it's fair to say as we record this right now, it's going to be hard for Tua to be better than him. And Joe Burrow, who's remarkable, was, to me what's so crazy is Joe Burrow, his season could not really have gone much better just for how well he's playing, how good everyone thinks he is. I think there's a chance Justin Herbert's a better player. Yeah. Which, we had a long way to go. I'm not going to make any, like, set it in stone, but it's on the table this guy is like a franchise superstar quarterback. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I think any Oregon fan listening to this conversation would say, 
part of their frustrations. I think Oregon fans were sometimes critical of Herbert, but I think a lot of Oregon criticism came from we see Mark's what his high end is. Yeah. But why don't we unleash it? Like, I think that for a couple of years was a real frustration. Like, why don't we unleash it? The irony is in the Rose Bowl, people were like, finally. It's like, yeah, he was running the ball, right? The Utah yeah. in the Pac-12 championship game. They started that game with him running the ball, keeping. And people were like, is, is there a the chance keeps? they told him not to do that? You know, and he just said, that's my last game. Well, I think they protected him until the Pac-12 title game, and they started running him by design a lot in that game. Because they couldn't afford to get him hurt their season. But that, yeah, but that's not what's happening here. Like, this guy's 67%. He's got 12 touchdowns, three picks, and he's throwing bombs. He is throwing yeah. bombs. What, what I think's cool with him and Burrow is, have they combined with, I guess Burrow's won, they've won two total games. Well, that was Herbert's first win. Attack. That's what this video yeah. should be called. If we On the video <laughs> side on YouTube. Congrats well, to Herbert on saying. his first win. Her- Herbert guy... And and Joe Burrow have combined for two wins and a tie and a shitload of losses. And no one's been like, yeah, it's not going. It's like, God, this couldn't be going any better. I know. Because it's just not really their fault. Yeah. Herbert's throwing these touchdowns every game. I mean, he lost a shootout. You put their game and the Raider game against Tampa, you'd be like, I'll take the Charger game. Like, they were just right there, kept going, kept swinging. They just ran out of bullets. You know, they lost 38-31 to 31 or whatever. But Herbert kept them in the game, even Tom Brady – who doesn't shake Nick Foles' hands, went over to Ever. Herbert. <laughs> she shakes every, every quarterback's hands. Well, of uh, course he did. He won the game. Yeah, I, I just think Herbert is must-watch. Yeah. I, 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 I'm blown away, though I, I never understood it. Like, I got it with Josh Allen. I thought this guy was like, are we overthinking things? Like, the Dolphins right now, and we're going to really feel it for the next two months. I don't know how big the Dolphin fan base is. I mean, they've been like an 8-8 eight and eight average for 30 years. Like, It's not like they've done one winning. They haven't gained new fans. It's not like there's Seattle or Pittsburgh or Green Bay that's been fucking great for the last 20 years. So it's not going to be quite be as loud. But if they were the equivalent of like the Steelers or whatever and they had got the fifth pick, or like we talk a lot about the Niners, the number one discussion for these next couple of weeks would kind of be comparing Tua and Herbert, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's like, I, if I – if if I was a Dolphins fan right now, I would be excited, but I'd also be like, this guy better be good because I'm watching these other two guys fucking kick ass. But like I said, I'll, I, it's not fair to compare Joe Burrow because they didn't have a shot at him. They did have a shot at this guy. And they chose. Like on their board, they had it stacked. Yeah. That's the great The great part is we know like when two players are on the board and you take a position, I know who you like more. Right. Are, who would you bet on? If you, if I, you said... Herbert... Yeah. Like legitimately, if I said a big yeah. bet, like $10,000 right now, now it's, who it's would you hard, bet as the right? better it's, career of the next it's, decade? It's probably Because you too, wouldn't feel 100% great about Herbert. No, it's probably... Like, Tua could be good. And it's probably too easy to bet on Herbert right now because we haven't seen Tua. Right? But I just know... Yeah. He did make that cool little pass. This <laughs> when, I, when rookie quarterbacks look like this through five games, that's not normal. How many touchdowns do you say he has? 12 passing, two rushing. How many of the passing either after like his question. third game? It's, one thing I tweeted was like, log. listen, he, his passing touchdowns. I don't remember any that have been like, Oh, dump off screen, 10 yards walking. I mean, guy, they are like 40 yard strikes. I mean, they are BBs on the line. Well, who has they more are, big play highlights? Russell Wilson this year. Probably. I'd say him. I, I bet if we dove into some of them, I didn't watch one snap of Mahomes game yesterday, but 
you, it doesn't shock you. Like, yeah, he's got three touchdowns of 30 yards more. This guy definitely has. I mean, I can think of five off the top of my head. They were definitely 30-plus yards. So here we go. Uh, touchdown. His first touchdown, 14 yards. I'm just going to give you the yardages and all his touchdowns. 14 yards, 14 yards, 53 yards, 19 yards, 72 yards, 17 yards, 4, 3, 64, 22, 26, 70. So all but one, two, three. I mean, you know, Keenan Allen was a 17 yarder. I'm guessing Justin was behind the 20 when he threw it. I mean, these are all but, but, like. But the one thing sometimes, like uh, in that Monday night game, there was a Kamara touchdown this year. I think it was against the Raiders where he took a little sweel route or a screen pass and it went like 65 yards. Like, if you just went to some quarterbacks, you'd see, like, 65. Sometimes it's a screen or, like, a, a quick wide receiver screen, right? The, the, those oh. two seventy ones guy are fucking bombs, hitting guys in stride. Well, John, I don't think any of these are to uh, running back. We No chance. Jalen Guyton, a, Keenan Allen. The four-yarder was Mike Williams. The three-yarder was Hunter Henry. But there's no, like, long screen runs. How many Virgil deep Green. ones does Guyton have? One, uh, four, Two. Well, 14, a 72, and a 70, yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. So does Justin. <laughs> and we like Justin. Here, here's one that snuck under the radar, and I don't even, I honestly don't even want to talk about this. You know, sometimes you, I remember I had a, uh, probably like a two or three month stretch back in like uh, 2010, where I ate at a place called Pita Pit every day, lunch. You ever yeah. been to Pita Pit? Have I ever been to Pita okay. Pit? I love Pita Pit. And I need a Pita Pit right now. I cannot hesitate. now, after that stretch, I just, one day I was like, I can't go back. And I can never go back. It's just the... I, f- I, I feel that way about Subway. Driving by it just gives me like a, this yeah. feeling in my throat. Just like, oh. That's how I feel about any conversation about An- Antonio Brown right now. <laughs> but he did sign with the Buccaneers. <laughs> Listen, I actually am not as Antonio Browned out because I'm cool with a comeback story. And one story that went viral over the weekend is Tom Brady, who's friends with Tony Robbins, shocker, linked the two up. And I saw the media shitting on it. And listen, I the Antonio Brown saga for an eight-month span was one of the more embarrassing, just I, I we were both tired of it. I couldn't take anymore. But I can't, like... The compassion, empathy, he is trying to help the human being out. And I, I give Tom some credit for trying to help the guy out. Now, is there some selfish reasons? Of course. Antonio Brown is probably the best wide receiver. I guess he played with Randy Moss. The second best wide receiver. Probably one of the second best player. Peak Antonio Brown or peak Gronk. I mean, it's, Antonio Brown was just one of the most productive receivers of all time. I get why Tom likes him. And the thing with Antonio, like his knock was, he's a crazy asshole. He he's just a bad teammate at times. Doesn't listen to coaches. Bad. But the one thing no one ever has said, like he's always out of shape or he doesn't practice hard. Like I can see where Tom just deals with him really just football wise. Yeah. Then they go in their separate meeting rooms. Like I love this guy. Played with him the one game. Remember he had the touchdown. Pretty cool back shoulder. I bet Tom's like I got great it, chemistry with this Tampa guy. Or the or at, it was Miami. at Miami. Yeah, and then immediately he was released the next day. I I, I I like Tom Brady sent Tony Robbins' way. It worked. I, I haven't seen... Do you remember the last time you've seen, like, oh, he's, off, he's off the rocker again. He's been quiet. Bar was bar was pretty low because he'd been Well, I loud. think you said last week, like, he's he's he clearly knows what the rules to get back in the NFL are, right? 
And maybe he knew the whole time it'd be Tom that wanted him back. It worked out really well for him that Tom left New England. He wouldn't be with Tom if Tom was still in New England. No, he would not. My one pushback would be is when the story broke and my, my spidey sense of red flag just immediately goes off. Like, you know, this leak is is leaning towards Seattle. Like, is, was trying to get the feelers out. Like, Bruce, you want this guy. You better, he's going to go to Seattle. And our pushback on Seattle was like, you got this great thing going with DK Metcalf, a.k.a. Terrell Owens 2.0. Lock it. I mean, every, you've, we've never watched a big game where they're like, this is the most underrated player in the league. Yeah, not in the NFL circles. He's just an excellent player. Seattle didn't need him. I'm watching Tampa. Do they need him, guy? Like, is that... Do you need... I, I guess I was driving home or in the car early Monday morning, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, there's two ways to look at it. One, you get a chance to get a guy that your quarterback, who's the greatest quarterback I've ever, is really pounding the table for. And then there's the separate side of like, we got a pretty good thing going. We've righted the ship. Our offensive talent is elite. I mean, Evans hasn't even done anything, and we already know he's a top 10 wide receiver. He has Godwin's as many catches and more yards than Godwin, Evans. And, and Godwin's and he's got hurt, six right? touchdowns. How about little little Miller, who had the sweet play yesterday? Sweet. Yep. Gronk, Leads uh, them in Gronk yards. looks good again. I I don't know. I mean, I, I to, just... Yeah, to me... It makes sense in the Brady doesn't know how many more shots he's got. He's already seen Chris Godwin go out with injury. Mike Evans has been hurt before. Rob's been hurt before. Scotty Miller's resume is not that long. It it does from that standpoint, just like, hey, let's just have as many guys around. Shit just happens in the NFL. People get hurt. It's bound to happen to us again. Let's be ready for that. From that standpoint, I think it makes sense. But from just the, hey, you've got a balance here, and it kind of feels like Mike Evans, this whole thing should get better as the year goes along. Do you really want to throw a B into the mix on it? I don't love it from that standpoint, but just from a, you can't have enough good players, especially good receivers. Again, when you've got guys on your team that have been hurt, I get it from that standpoint. Well, it's also one slip up that you can just get rid of them with a contract exactly. like this, right? right. <clears throat> so I, I would imagine if you're, if you're Arians and Jason Light, out of respect that you might, it's one thing Tom telling you, maybe you get Tom, like, hey, Tom, can we bring Mike and uh, and Godwin into the room? Because it's like, guys, we're, we're pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you need this guy? Yeah. Like, And if they sign off and everyone's good, and we just go, hey, if you, we have any issues with him, he'll be gone, then Tom has to be on board with that. Like, Tom, you can't get mad if he starts doing some weird shit and, like, he won't look Byron Leftwich in the eye or whatever, right. or just, like, refuses, to, we're going to fucking cut this motherfucker fast. And if Tom, because that was like an issue last year, rumors came out that Antonio, when they cut him, remember, after some, the thing surfaced about well, potential domestic violence, and Tom was mad they cut the courts. Like, Tom, what, what do you want us to do here? You know? It's like, you can't give us the only child pity party. We didn't get you the, we took away your toy. Like, you know, you got to know the deal. As long as they were all, to me, it's like a it's like a business meeting. You have an office meeting with your GM, your head coach. I'm bringing Tom and I'm bringing my star wide receivers in the room, and maybe Gronk because I do think Gronk's a good intermediary where he can be he can be the one guy like Tom. Are you on, we're all on board here together because I can't have. Do you think Tom Gronk could be that mad. guy? Well, but that's I think like Tom. Remember on the shop when when Gronk would talk about like Tom would be screaming at rookies, and I have to be like Tom, lay off the guy. Like he doesn't like you're the guy doesn't know you know. 
he's not a Mensa member, right? He's not a football. Just give the guy, this guy's been here a week. And I don't know, maybe that's the wrong spot for Gronk now, but I, I, I would need Tom to understand where we're coming from. Yeah. Like, Tom, we'll do whatever we need to do to take care of you, but this is one that you got to understand from our perspective, I just have seen Twitter him screaming, she's a dirty... Remember he was screaming words at her like yeah, uh, she was when t- she was getting arrested? Uh, yeah. Or she, she was just, getting I, was she getting arrested or was she just taking the like they were just taking the kids? Yeah, like I, I can't have a viral video of him wearing a buck shirt at home on an off day doing some stuff with a female that is just even if it's not illegal, if we get uncomfortable fast, he's gone. Uh Bruce Arian says he thinks he's matured. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where Tony Robbins comes in. I think he manifested his way to uh maybe to Tampa. Maybe he did. Uh did you think uh, so on the Todd Gurley play? Is the last Lions defender trying to tackle him and then realizes he shouldn't tackle him? Yes. And I think that threw Todd off because I think well, I Todd get, had this happen to him once upon a time, right? And, and he did it perfectly. And he did it perfectly. But he was, remember, he was, no one was around him. So you kind of think, I do think your human instincts just kind of come into, the guy's tackling you. You're an offensive player moving forward. There can't be like, we know to hit the ground, we know to hit the ground. And there has to be a feeling as a human being in the National Football League. When you start running, you're seeing bodies. They're just like instincts. And the guy's trying to tackle you. You're just trying to get to the end. What have you been taught your whole life? Finish the runs. End the run. There's just... I, it's like a, you played golf last week. Don't you just sometimes just black out on a golf swing? You're like, I know what I need to do here. I know what I need to do here. And then you swing. You're like, I don't even remember swinging. What just happened there? It happens. I do a lot of, I know what I need to do here. The second I hit it, why did I do it that? Why didn't I just hit it over there? Why didn't I try something different? So I I give Todd Gurley a little bit like I didn't think it was egregious no, as everyone made it out. I, to be. No, I'm with you because he clearly was aware. I guess my question was the one dude that, celebrating when he got in the free and him like, laying there. Touchdown. He barely gets in. It's like he fell all the way in. It's like he could you have challenged if you were the Falcons that he didn't get in? Like that would have been the first he, challenge he, ever in yeah. that regard. But I, he touched White for sure. My I, I guess what I'm saying from the Lions defender is like did that guy intentionally? Did he give some resistance to sell it, or did he just realize halfway through, oh, shit, don't do it? Or did he know the whole time, I'm going to fake try and tackle him? You think they definitely tried to let him score on that play? A couple of the guys looked like they did. The last guy, it must have been a discussion, right? Because to me, that defender doesn't give up on the tackle halfway through unless he just remembered something as opposed to, like, realizing it. So it had to be a discussion. You know what I'd say if I was Patricia? Let him get to the second level, right? What what yard line were they on? Like the eight or nine? Like he, it was a decent run up the middle. Push him in the end zone. So yeah. if you're going to tackle him, my safety or linebacker, push, push. drive him toward the goalpost. Push, push. Because to me, if you don't try to tackle him at all, then he stops. But by trying to tackle him, you kind but of you activate. Him that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think his instincts kicked in. For sure. But, but again, what I'm saying, did that first Lions defender give Blank him resistance two? on purpose so that he could take it away? Or did he kind of forget? That's what I would love to know. Yeah, that, that's a great question. My guess would be they both blacked out a little bit. Yeah, they just played you football. See a guy, Todd Gurley's big coming at you. What are you going to do? Like, like I'm kind of in his way. Right. What am I going to do? Like, yeah, I'm not going to let this man run me. You're, gonna, you're not going to let him run you over, right? St- Stafford's game when he touched down, uh, then coming back was pretty cool. How he kind of kept the play alive. Yeah. I had I had the Lions and a little money line Saw parlay with the Niners, in. and it was just I was... Like to me, that they didn't deserve to win. Like you just, we're at the point well, now. There's no like, deserve. Not, 
No, they they lost. That that was pretty lucky. Though. Like, do do, do the Cowboys lucky. deserve to be on their third quarterback, or it's just what they are? If you had to guess right now, do you think he makes it to year two? I don't. But I've been saying this since like the second or third week of the season that I thought if I was Jerry Jones, maybe I said it week one, that I would just be going like, ah, did I make a mistake here? When they rolled out and scored whatever they scored, 16 points against the Rams, did I fuck something up? I think Jerry would get credit for for like admitting yeah. his wrong. Because I think, don't you think most people assume like he ain't going to do it? He won't do it. He won't want to admit his mistake no matter how ugly it is. Which, if I was defending Jerry, I'd be like, that is a pretty big L to take. Because I, I, I would imagine they respect Mike McCarthy. They probably got to know him over Corona, right? Yeah. And when they hired him and, and unlike him and go, listen, I, we respected Jason Garrett. We went to another what we thought was high-level guy. But, guy, he's making Jason Garrett look pretty good right now. You got the le- I mean, How many more leaks are there going to be? We're not even halfway to the season yet. And we got this, like, well, the players don't think. I, to me, the argument, if I were in that Cowboys office and I was trying to make the argument to fire Mike McCarthy, I'd say, Jerry, look at what the Cardinals did after they drafted Josh Rosen. And then Kyler presented himself, and they just decided to, you know, we're just going to we're gonna cut our losses. I would look at Mike McCarthy like the Cardinals looked at Josh Rosen. And Mike obviously has a lot more NFL equity. I'm not saying they're the same guy, but... I think it helps that Mike's NFL equity has, like, nothing to do with the Cowboys. Yeah, right? like to me, if Mike's was. equity. Yeah, to me, if Mike's equity had been, like, he had been the coach of the Eagles and he beat the Cowboys a bunch of times, you're like, I've fucking been seeing this guy kick my ass twice a year for a decade. It's like, who even cares? You know, just, just let him go. If Mike McCarthy is a one-and-done coach... He'll never be a head coach in the NFL again. Will he be an offensive coordinator the, for somebody? Would you hire him to be an offensive coordinator? Like, pro, like his, he'll be able to like make the case. Like, look at the numbers. You know, we, yeah. we did put up some numbers. It but, would be a pretty devastating blow for him to be a one and done for the Cowboys, especially like the whole like I'm going back in the lab. Everything's changing. Yeah. He had one of the great media campaigns in recent memory for a guy that you'd have been like, you know what? Mike McCarthy's just this kind of fat grinder, just a just a not a media campaign guy. Like you know who never media campaigned? Andy Reid. Now he was a better coach. He got fired and hired much quicker. But it was not even that last year was like, listen, I'm failing right now. I know I'm a good coach. I don't want to take a year off. Andy, who's very media friendly, he's not like what McCarthy did was a little dirty. It, it, can I? Is that fair to say? Like, was a little like politically It was definitely political. Driven. And, and, and it's like, if you're the Cowboys, did that? Did that whole thing influence your decision? One million percent, guy. They didn't interview anyone else. Well, yeah, I'm think saying about though, that. Like, I think he fooled them. Uh, he, he, well, he which did. is which is why you do shit like that. Which, if you're his agent, is why you tell him to do it. And maybe it's like Andy would go or Sean Payton if he were to get fired. Be like, I don't need to do that, and they're right. Maybe his agent who. I think is Andy's agent was probably telling. I think it's Trace Armstrong actually was like, "Listen, Mike, your stock's at an all time low. Like, you do need a lot of people around the league aren't high on you. You're not going to get another job." But it's like that's where a good GM, who Jerry ultimately is, like you can't get fooled by the bullshit. Well, so many decisions, football or otherwise, are made based on how much credit will I get for this decision, or if this goes bad, will I? Is there enough cover here that I won't get blamed? I but, see it all the but, time. But I but I, I agree. But I think Jerry, because I was like, I looked the other day, 
Mike's record in Green Bay was like 127 and 75. Like I, I could see Mike just getting an interview, and if they're having a good conversation, it'd be like, listen, here's what went wrong with me and Aaron. Forever we had really good success. My main decision, I, I stuck with Dom Capers too long, but we've obviously, we beat you guys in the playoffs. Like, his resume alone was pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah. Just like what he had done. Yeah. But I think now that comes in, was it just, did Aaron just mask? And that's where I think Andy was different, right? Andy had had so much success with so many different quarterbacks in Philly. And he had, dra- he had been a GM, so he knew how to evaluate. Because part of it was like, well, Mike, you were never picking the players. Ted was, right? Right. right. And he had Aaron. So what, and- were you, what were you really doing? You, you were, actually, you didn't even like it. You Aaron. had this great situation. Why'd it go bad? You could have been there for like, another 10 years if you and Aaron got you along. Like, but it, it, you didn't want Aaron to start with, so you're not a good evaluator. Yeah. You know, it's they're one of the more like to me eye opening train wrecks of recent memory of like because like last year the Panthers like oh, Cam's injured I get it the Cowboys just being unwatchable and just ass whooping after ass especially with all these players like they got all these offensive guys they draft CD Lamb he looks sweet they pay Amari he's sweet they got Zeke they're like invested in all these skill players and they just look awful. They stink. That's the other thing, right? It's not like they're it's it's that they it feels like, and maybe part of this is influenced by some of the anonymous quotes that started coming out last week, that it that it's not even it's not even like a it's not like they've hit a stretch of bad luck. I mean, they lost they, Dak. They, like that's a real thing, but that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's a real thing, but it doesn't even feel like that's yeah. It feels like we're heading this it's way like anyway. You guys aren't even trying. Yeah, it's weird. I I, I do wonder. Jerry being the ultimate businessman, what hurts your brand more? Like acknowledging a one and done coach and like the Cowboys are in an all time low or just like, this is a blip on the radar. We'll bounce back and kind of ride with it. That's where I wonder if you told me Jerry Jones was 57 years old, I'd be like, Mike's fucked being older. I think Jerry's got more of like a big picture thought of just life. He, he does clearly say one thing for Jerry. He does stuck by guys. Yeah, but he, he did, but he, if he was fifty seven, he, he had more, Jason he have Garrett much time. Much. Yeah, that's the one thing working against him. But wouldn't you say the older you get, you know, like this is just a one off. I, I know, but you know, this is where I'm just talking to myself in the situation. I I think he should be fired, and I think it's headed that way. But why would I don't I wouldn't bet on it, right? We don't. We thought Jason Garrett was going to get he, fired for like three straight years. You're right. He would get a lot of credit, and if he was forty five, he would know. That he would get a lot of credit for doing it. Does he realize that like now you get more credit for that. acknowledging mistakes? Like you could you might be better off sometimes making a mistake and acknowledging it than just doing everything perfectly. Right? You get more What's, you get what? credit for that. Like Jed did. Jed hired Tom Sully hired Chip. That's bad. He also paid him to go away. That's good. Yeah. But I but I think for those two guys, for example, and a lot of Vance Josephs and the the dude Steve Wilkes and just the one and done coaches we've seen recently, like we understood why he hired Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I think most humans are like, I, I, I like the hire because I assumed, I don't know, Mike McCarthy was at worst a decent coach. Right. It just turns out he's terrible. So it's just, like, I, I think he got credit at the time because it was like, yeah, this guy rebounded off the Green Bay thing. But now it's like all the clues are like, God, Jerry got hoodwinked. Yeah, don't defend a decision because you were on one side of it, right? I'm with you. I like the hire. Was wrong. Yeah. Bad. Cut bait. Awful. Blown out by Washington. Blown out. Um, what else we got? Oh, did, can I ask? Did you see the end of the Indiana Penn State football game by chance? The diving oh, was that play. Two, was that a two point conversion? It was. Indiana went for the win. Gotcha. I, I, I saw it on social media. But I was not you didn't really because 
it was one of those ruling on the field stands, right? He dives. It looks like the ball, I thought the ball hit the ground before it broke the plane and then hit the, but it hits the ground, the breaks the plane, hits the pylon all in like, you know, a millisecond. I, I if they would have called him down, they might not have been able to overturn. I it. don't think they would have. My thing was just I, why does the call on the field once you go to replay, why does the call on the field matter? It should just be like what do we see on replay? Do we think he was in or not? Cuz isn't that the thought process that the replay is based on the call on the field. Yeah, like it, so you are challenging the play on the field. That's true. And you sh- you could argue, you know what? There's not cameras everywhere. There is an official standing right there. We should at least give him the benefit of the doubt. He's got a in this particular chance, they didn't really have a fantastic camera view. But like targeting is no longer tar- if you if we go to replay on targeting and we can't tell if it was targeting or not. It used to be that whatever the call on the field was, they would stay with. Now yeah. And if if they go to replay on targeting and they can't tell if it's targeting, they say no targeting. They default to no they targeting. Because they, they now have changed. They don't want to toss guys just to toss Yeah, guys, it's just right? we have to be able to confirm targeting or it's not targeting. Yes. I, the play was sweet. Indiana has sweet uniforms. Cool. They just look yeah. sweet. It was, I, it was awesome. It was fantastic. I mean, between that play, the end of the Rays game, game four, the wild finish, it was a pretty was that legit. Was that Herb Street and uh, Fowler calling that game? No. Indiana. No, Penn that State. was Helfrich and my guy Goldsmith calling that game. It was an FS. Mark Helfrich game. calls games. Yeah, he's F- done F- for F- a couple of years. I didn't know that. Yeah, how is he? I like him. Solid. Yeah, the nice guy. Word on the street was that one Pac-12 school tried to hire him to be the OC, and he was like, oh, "I'm good." Nagy just fired him last year. Oh, that's right. He was on that staff. So <laughs> yeah. he had gone Fox, then went back to the Bears. Because he was with Petros like three years ago on Fox. Yeah, and so now he's That's back right. with Fox. Okay, so now he's back at Fox. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was a hell of a football I, game. My, yeah, it's cool for Mark. J- he's, you know, it shows you you get uh, you would make a Rose Bowl. You're set for life. Jalen Waddle broke an ankle. That sucks. I mean that that really sucks. Now he could have came out last year. That's always the risk. Now, unless it's like tendons or whatever, I think he. You know, we should do a Jalen Waddle video. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel done. as good about his prospects of being a lock like top fifteen pick now. But could someone get him in the twenties? I don't. Do you look at Alabama quite the same? Like part of uh-uh. what I thought they could win the national championship was having the two of them, yeah. right? It was like, well, you go to six, you go to seventeen, you go to six, and then it's like, oh yeah, they got this Menchie guy. It's like, where's Menchie? Oh, five star from fucking LSU. You know, but they had sweet guys. Yeah, Clemson. They are still good. Clemson had to fight and claw to beat Syracuse. To me, though, Travis college, Etienne like had you fr- get a, John you, Travis you get Etienne a, cramped up because he only had frosted flakes for breakfast. <laughs> Was that serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's the irony is Clemson spends like fifty thousand dollars on every team meal. Syracuse has played them close though the last like five six years, right? They've upset them once yeah. they, for whatever reason. I give you a weird game. Uh, Ohio State looks really incredible. They do, and Nebraska honestly didn't look terrible. Nah. They they looked much improved. I would say Ohio State. I think the Waddle being out for the season. I'm, I don't know if I can put Bama in that Ohio State Clemson quite mix. Like he, because they were they're a little bit offensive heavy, and but it's like well Waddle and Devontae Smith could just go for 400 yards total, right? With Mac Jones slinging around with Najee, that to me is a devastating blow. Because I would have said it's clear the top three in some order: Ohio State, Clemson, Bama. I think he kind of they might Bama be out of yeah. The well, they'd be third right now in that mix. Yeah. Michigan big Ohio win, State. which helps them be yeah. ranked like sixth for when they play Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all we want. 
Uh, I just I don't understand why Harbaugh can't find a quarterback. I know. How about the other McCaffrey for Nebraska? That was part of what made Nebraska look sweet. Was the youngest McCaffrey brother? Did you know that guy existed? I did not. I didn't either. They don't stop. He looked. He looked pretty good. Adrian Martinez not maybe got his mojo back a little bit. I, I'm rooting for Nebraska. Those unis are sweet. They are. A uh, couple. Do you have anything else? Any other football? That's that's about all I got. A couple other things. I went back. I had the ham pod pizza at Pink Onion from our guy Matt on uh, Friday night. Oh, meatball so good. Caesar salad phenomenal. Went with the margarita. And he he threw in the ham pod and it was fantastic. So shout out to Matt at Pink Onion Pizza. Love it. Go get it. Cousin his cousin Chase who was behind the counter wearing a San Diego State student. Immediate uh, said what's up and talked to him for a while. Big Niner fan. And then uh, you were out of town. You could not participate. Friday, your old roommate Bobby Wigginton took me out to Stone Tree in Novato golfing. Yeah. I walk up the starter, Joe. It's like, oh, he's like, hey, he's like, uh, sir, do you need any ball? Do you need uh, any range balls? Oh, guy Haberman. And then what he, what Bobby say when he said that to you? Bobby was not there yet because Bobby doesn't uh, show up until one minute before the tea time. So he met me on the tea gotcha. box. But then Did when we were playing, of, you have a bag of beers with him, huh? You guys walk a ride. We rode. Yeah. Rick, who we played with, who was uh, hopefully won the club championship this weekend. He was getting his last round in before the club championship walked. Did Bobby know Rick? No, Rick was. We were we were tagging along. Rick was giving us all the course uh, details. Gotcha. Rick's good player. Rick's fantastic because I knew he was good because when we left for the tee box, Joe was like, "Shoot that sixty five today, Rick." And Rick's like, "Saving it for the club championship tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> How old's Rick? Uh, Rick was on the senior. He's in the senior group. He said, "I don't know." What would he do? Uh, Rick does insurance sales. What did he shoot? No, I'm just man, yeah. Just but his, his son, son's a UCLA guy, uh, football fan. So hopefully they, he said they would check out the podcast. And uh, and then Joe DM me and he said basically bring middle. Uh, uh, he said uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you and Middlecoff out here soon. Big fan promo code ham. So I don't I don't know if yeah. that's on the house or how that's gonna work. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I'll just go out there on the. I, I mean we're not. I'd, it's, play it's any, a, I'd play Hank Swanks on the house. Well, yeah, you, you know? got to It's Bay Club, and I'm not a member, Bob. So we gotta you know. So maybe he can if he can just get us I on. Am, so I am pay. a member, though it is currently in pause. Are you a golf? Like I haven't had to for, pay because I yeah I got a Bay Club is where I go work oh, out. So we can play, but. Century. But they're not open, so I haven't paid dues in six months because, like, I'm not returning till it just opens. I'm not paying for ten yeah. percent capacity in a little cohort pod to like work. Like, I ain't doing that. Okay, so, so maybe you can get us. But out. I am a loyal. I've been a Bay Club member for a long time. I didn't know the Bay Club membership. I, Bay Club merged with Troon. They do a deal with Troon, I think. And I had played that course. Years Contra Costa. Ago oh, Troon. Yeah, it's all Contra Costa. El Macero is a Troon owned course. And so you can play like reciprocals, and that's how I had played there before. It's a cool little track. I liked it. It's not that it's tough. You know, it's it's very difficult. It's not very long. I, we played the blue no. black combos, and I think it was like sixty five, maybe sixty six. So Rick breaks seventy two. I wasn't. I mean, Rick was Rick was in preparation mode for the course for the club championship. So you know, he was hitting a few different shots and doing some different things, yeah. but. Fantastic. What was, it, what was his ball flight? A left to right or a little fade? Draw? What, he'd get up and be like, on this one, you want to do this. On this one, you want to do that. On this uh, one, so you, he'd, one he'd pull out guys. the three yeah. iron and do that and yeah. then do this and course <laughs> management. And it was like, he's like, you want to be on the middle tier of the green? And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to hit a house. That's what I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm envisioning that that green is a house and I'm trying to hit it. So 
didn't, pretty high level group. You got an Ivy Leaguer, you got a club champion, and Hayward. And me, yeah. <laughs> and and at the end of the round, Rick's like, "How's the pocket? Like, what's the the pocket? You know?" And Bobby's like, he, "He's better at that than he is at golf." Thank God. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, "He's right about that." So golf's tough game, man. All right. On that note, adios. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, good to be heard. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.